In today's episode, I'll be discussing a crucial topic that every runner needs to pay attention to. The biggest mistake that runners make that always leads to injury. I'll be diving deep into what it is, this mistake, how this impacts the body, and most importantly, how you can avoid that injury, which is something you definitely do want to do. So if you're looking to take your running to the next level, you're wanting to enjoy your running more, and you're obviously wanting to stay injury free, you won't want to miss this episode. So let's get started. Welcome to the Run Better podcast with me, Ash Foster. If you want to learn more about how you can run faster, run for longer, run injury free, or simply enjoy your running more, I'm here to coach you. I'm a running coach, advanced personal trainer, yoga teacher, mindful life coach. I know from my personal experience of suffering ups and downs throughout my life, how movement and nature improves our health. And these episodes are for all levels, from couch to 5k through to the experienced marathon runner, there are always something we can learn and share with each other. So let's get into this episode. Hello and welcome to the Run Better with Ash podcast. I'm Ash, your personal podcasting running coach. I provide you with expert tips and advice and help you improve your running form, your running performance and prevent injury. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that I see from runners and it is in the running community, you see it everywhere, is when we're running in our running form, always leading to injury is overstriding. Overstriding occurs when a runner takes steps that are too long, causing their foot to land too far out in front of their body's centre of mass. You will get hair if you do this. So stop right now. Stop it. In the words of the Spice Girls, stop right now. Overstriding results in a breaking effect, a breaking effect that can lead to increased impact forces on the joints, particularly the knee and ankle area, which can lead to injury over time as you're pounding and generating those forces, those excessive forces that are going through those joints. Imagine driving your car with your handbrake on. It's very similar to that. If you overstride, you are putting a braking force that is excessive through the knee joint that basically cause excessive damage to the knee joint. It's not used to it, it's not prepared for it, it's not meant to be like that. And one of the most common injuries is the patellofemoral pain syndrome, which occurs when the kneecap is not tracking properly and it causes pain and inflammation around the front of the knee. Overstriding can also lead to iliotibial band syndrome, so RT band syndrome, which is caused by the iliotibial band, a thick band of tissue that runs from the hip to the knee, rubbing against the outside of the knee joint, so that's related to this. This can result in pain and inflammation in the knee and the lower leg. Overstriding can increase the, the risk of cartilage tears, as particularly the meniscus tears, which occur when the cartilage cushioning between the bones in the knee joint is damaged. This can cause pain, swelling and restricted movement, and in worst cases can massively hinder your running career. Because the knee is taking the force of that impact rather than the stabilising muscles doing their job as you run, this instability creates these issues around the knee that I've just spoken about, the patellofemoral, the IT band and the issue with the meniscus. So overstriding 
is less efficient. Overstriding can also lead to that less efficient running stride, which can increase the amount of energy. So it increases your energy expenditure, expenditure and leads to a decreased performance. Obviously, you're going to fatigue quicker because of that. One of the main reasons why overstriding is less efficient is due to the braking forces, again, excessive braking forces that are created when the foot lands too far out in front of the body. And essentially, what is happening there is the foot hits the ground with a greater force than necessary, which is causing the body to decelerate or slow down more than it should be doing. This creates a braking effect that works against the forward motion of the body and wastes energy. So to counteract this braking force, the muscles in the body must work that harder to increase that stability and, and power generation to maintain that forward momentum, which can lead, as I mentioned, to increased fatigue and decreased running efficiency over time as you increase your fatigue, your economy and efficiency loses. The body also experiences the great, greater impact forces when landing on an overstride, which can place additional stress on bone, on cartilage, on the tendon tissues, on the muscle tissues, and it will lead to injury and breakdown over a period of time. So from a biomechanical perspective, overstriding can also lead the body or cause the body to adopt an inefficient running posture. When the foot lands too far in front of the body, the hips tend to drop and the lower back may arch excessively. And this can cause undue stress on the lower back, possibly the hips and the knees, which can lead to, again, pain and injury over time as you start to break your body down. So summarising overstriding, during our running gait, it is less efficient due to the braking forces or the excessive braking forces that are created from overstriding, the increased workload placed on the muscles and the tendon tissues, and a negative impact that it can have on the body's biomechanics, so how efficiently and mechanically the body moves. Runners can improve their running efficiency and reduce their risk of injury by focusing on maintaining a proper foot stride and strike and stride length. So the magic cadence, do, do, do. What is the magic cadence? The running cadence refers to the number of steps that a runner takes per minute. It is often expressed in steps per minute and I've done this, or, so steps per minute or strides per minute. I've done a, a whole episode about this, go back through my previous episodes. And a runner's cadence can vary depending on our pace, our terrain that we run on, an individual running style, but also a typical cadence for a distance runner can be between anywhere from 180 to 160 to 180 steps per minute. Some are higher as well. A higher cadence generally means that a runner is taking shorter strides, shorter, quicker strides, landing on their feet more quickly, while a lower cadence means that they are taking longer strides and landing on their feet more slowly, using more pounding, heavy energy, more pounding, more muscular energy. A higher cadence is generally considered more efficient. You will see a vast majority of the top distance runners in the world have a, a cadence of around 180 to 185 steps per minute, and a higher cadence can help prevent injuries by reducing the impact forces on the body, so those excessive braking forces. Now, many running watches and mobile apps can track your cadence during a run, allowing you to monitor your stride, maybe on your watch or maybe on, on your phone, and you can make adjustments as you go as needed. You can also use a metronome or music with a specific beats per minute, so BPM, to help you maintain that consistent rhythm, that consistent cadence while running. 
In this next section, I'm going to talk about the drills you can do to increase your cadence. But first, I've got one thing to ask you. If you are enjoying this episode, you would like the podcast, you follow the podcast, please share it with a friend. Share this episode, share an episode, like this on YouTube or review it on Spotify or Apple. These are really quick and easy ways that you can support the podcast in return for the free content that I'm bringing you right now. So thanks for sharing the love. I do greatly appreciate it. I'm going to get back into this episode right now. How to increase your cadence to stop overstriding. So let's set an example of a runner that has a cadence currently of 160 steps per minute. If you want to increase your your running cadence from 160 steps per minute to 180 steps per minute, there are several drills and techniques you can use to help make that transition. Also, you've got to have patience. It's like anything, you're trying to create a skill, you're trying to create conscious effort that's going to change that. So there are some drills that I use with my clients and these are the drills I use with my clients. So metronome training. A metronome is a device or an app that produces a regular steady beat. So set your metronome to 180 BPM and match your foot strikes to that, as simple as that. Start with short runs and gradually increase your distance as you become more comfortable with that new cadence. This is something I do with every single one of my clients to retrain their cadence. And again, we've got to build up to that. We've got to have patience over a period of time. Another one is doing short stride intervals. Run for short intervals of 15 to 30 seconds at a cadence of 180 steps per minute, followed by a short rest period of running how you normally would. Repeat for several intervals and gradually increase the duration of your running intervals. It takes time to adjust. It takes time to retrain the central nervous system to adapt to this stimulus and this, uh, this adjustment that you're trying to make to retrain it. So be patient. Another one would be to high knee drills. Stand in place and bring your knees up and high towards your chest while maintaining a quick, light foot strike. So this drill helps to develop the quick, light foot strike that is essential for a higher cadence when running. And this is a very simple drill, but it's very effective. And getting those feet faster and improving the speed of foot contact is really going to help. It's going to help your brain and retrain your nervous system as well. Another one, again, similar, working quick feet drills, stand in place and rapidly alternate your fills, your feet tapping the ground quickly with each foot contact. Lots of skips and hops improve speed of the footwork will help and this drill, these drills help to, again, quick light foot strike that is essential for a higher cadence. You will see a lot of the elites, all of the elites do plyometrics and coordination drills daily, weekly in their training to keep their neural connect, neural neural connections strong. Another way would be to do hill repeats. So find a short steep hill and run up it at a cadence of 180 steps per minute. This drill helps to develop that quick light foot strike and the leg strength needed for the higher cadence. So you're improving the leg strength. And this is an often overlooked way to improve cadence. When you can run a hill with a higher cadence, a flat, when you come onto it, then just seems really comfortable, a lot easier. Another would be to Again, a kind of overview, a gradual progression in to increase your cadence gradually over time rather than trying to make a sudden quick change. So increase your cadence by five to 10 steps per minute every week until you reach the goal of 180 steps per minute. Little steps make a big change over time and it's also easier for the body to adapt. So remember to listen to your body and avoid overdoing it. Gradual, consistent practice is the key to successfully increasing your cadence and avoiding injury from overstriding. There's six proven ways there 
that will help you stop overstriding. I use these daily with my clients. They work with my clients. They are proven and these help my clients. So that is how you can stop getting injured from overstriding. If you're not an overstrider, this is also a great way, a great tool to improve your running efficiency. So maybe take some of these and work with them. Give those six techniques a try and let me know what you thought to each one or the ones that you try. Maybe you found one easier than the other. Follow me on Instagram at runbetterwithash or send me an email to update me, ashfoster1983 at gmail.com. And if you want to practice along with me on YouTube, it's at runbetterwithash as well. So thanks for watching if you're on YouTube. Thanks for listening if you're on Apple or Spotify or on the podcast. I shall speak to you in the next episode, my fellow runners, and remember, run smarter, not harder.